Welcome to Your Pursuit of Happiness, the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast. Today, we have Bessie Tashifa joining us. Hi, Bessie. Hi, Laura. How are you? Hi, Paul. Hello. Okay, we're going to kick it off. Bessie, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Yeah, um, so I'm the founder of Vessi.com. I've been in marketing, product, strategy, innovation for over 10 years. In the last five years, I've been reporting to C-level executives. That's before I started reporting to (laughs) (laughs) Vessi.com. So a lot of the things that I do right now, well, all of the stuff that I do right now is related to diversity and inclusion. Um, There is a consultancy piece to it, events and an online community for DNI champions. It's a global community across industry where people come in to share their perspective, learn from their from each other's experiences and yeah, it's it's all about contributing. Um, we focus specifically on diversity fatigue, how to prevent it and manage it better. And this is where the emotional support that we provide each other and collaborating really uh, comes into play. Mm. New ideas and what are other people doing and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and in your opinion, what's the state of d in Ireland at the minute? It's a big question. Yeah, <laughs> long pause. Um, <laughs> You know, there, there is a lot of noise, um, you know, it's, it's easy for companies to, let's say, like it's Pride Month right now, to jump, you know, to sponsor this Pride or that Pride, participate. Um, the challenge is when externally we seem very like, inclusive and supportive of diversity, and that is in a strong contrast with what's happening internally in an organization. Um, there is, so it's like, there is a lot going on, but it's quite noisy, so it's hard to say, like, what's the, the value, what's the maturity of diversity in a, in a or DNI in general in a, in a company. Um, something that I see as a barrier, specifically in Ireland, in regards to DNI, is this social norm for conformism. It's not, like, it, it, people get punished for for speaking up, you know, disagreeing publicly. Uh, so a lot of the conversations around like people disagreeing with stuff happens mm, not, like it doesn't happen publicly. Mm. So I think that that's very interesting. And there usually when I bring this up, there are two reactions among Irish people. One of them is like, yeah, yeah, we don't do that. You're right. And the other one is like, oh, I never thought about this. Mm. Uh, I'm I'm curious if you, which in in which uh, team you are. Yeah, <laughs> I thought we were interviewing you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I agree. I think we talked about that towards the end of the podcast. Or the one who never sleeps. Mm. I think Irish. I don't know if it's uniquely Irish. Maybe it's you know in native English speaking countries ex or excluding US. Um, I think we are afraid to speak up. We're afraid of offending people. We're afraid of making mistakes. Um, so I don't know what I don't know if I'm in either one of those camps because I have thought about it, um, but yeah, I, do, I, do, I agree. I agree that Irish people tend to, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. take the easy way out. If there's a problem, better off to put the head in the sand and say nothing. Yeah, and it might sort itself out eventually, but 
Um, once I brought this up uh, online, so, someone responded like, oh, that's not true. We have uh, strict laws protecting whistleblowers. And I was yeah. thinking, yeah, but like we have strict laws, um, you know, making sure we don't like there is no corruption. But it doesn't yeah. mean we don't have corruption. Or, for example, um, you know, yes, we have the laws around whistleblowing in Ireland, um, but uh, it it doesn't mean that whistleblowing happens mm. so so comfortably yeah. for people. And I was I was also recently told by an Irish person that. Um, whistleblowers actually get punished for it mm. so it's so sh- it's like mm, now we have to have the hard the hard conversation and, and we're trying not to have the hard conversation yeah. so people are almost like picking between do we want to solve a big uncomfortable yeah. situation or would we rather not have that conversation at all yeah. and would rather punish the whistleblower so yeah. we can avoid the discomfort yeah, like so, um, I don't want to go kind of way off topic, but um, when I, the fusion events we were at recently, mm-hmm. um, so I was speaking out and you were on the panel, yeah. um, I talked about, uh, what was this, safety and challenge, um, and I see the whole kind of DNI agenda as a, a big challenge, and to, um, to achieve or to overcome a big challenge, you need a lot of safety. So, uh, and it comes back to what you're talking about. So. If I if I say the wrong thing, if I say uh, LGB plus instead of LGBT plus mm-hmm. or LGBTI plus or LGBTQI plus or leave out the plus altogether, am I potentially offending someone? So as an Irish person, sometimes we go not going to say anything, and then we just don't talk about it, and it's mm-hmm. gone. So there needs to be that safety to I think anyway. Um, if if people want to overcome the challenge, let's be honest and open about it. That mm-hmm. I kind of make mistakes. You know, we're going to make loads of mistakes, but we're coming from a place of we want to get to a place where we are more inclusive and more diverse. And to do that, we're going to make mistakes, but we need to have the safety to know that it's okay to make yeah. mistakes. Yeah, I think communication is is key in order to understand each other. Learn, like I think yeah. DNI is all about learning about communication. Mm. And yeah, if it's mm. about someone feeling comfortable to speak up or just someone feeling comfortable to address what they're thinking and not being too worried about yeah. a specific wording. Of course, language matters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, if I, I think approached in the right way, we can have conversation and yeah. it, it, and it's okay to sometimes make mistakes. Like, I'm, like no one is always right. I'm not always right. And yeah. sometimes I, you know, I apologize and then yeah. we and, keep going. And it works the other way too. So I think if you are from a minority demographic of any description then you know you need to be kind of brave enough to uh to like, not that you have to wear an identity badge or anything that identifies whatever mm-hmm. intersectionality you have but you need to be brave to kind of be yourself and by doing that you let other people be brave enough to be themselves as well the, i think you need yeah. leadership in the space um so like I, i'm sure i've mentioned to you anyway and i've certainly talked about it to almost everyone to see <laughs> Uh, doing a coaching course at the minute so one of the things that we did at the weekend just gone was around uh, was around how do you support your coachee and, and how to do all that and um, so you know a lot of it comes down to kind of Irish people and where we find it difficult sometimes to accept praise uh, as as people um, and one thing that's particularly difficult for me and um, but 
they, they read out a quote from uh, Nelson Mandela's inauguration speech. And the one line that's really stood out to me, and I really think it links to this, is uh, as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. I just think it's a really powerful sentiment for DNI. Mm-hmm. You know, if we have, if you're brave enough to to push the boundaries a little bit, it gives other people a bit of comfort and safety that they can push boundaries too. Absolutely, I I try to live my personal life by, mm-hmm. you know, um, trying to be a role model for other people in terms of being openly gay mm-hmm. and being openly gay. You know, originally in a country that's not very. Um, uh, open and accepting yeah. uh, towards gay people and I'm referring to my home country Bulgaria yeah. Ireland is uh, quite different in that yeah. way um, but you, you know what you what you said there about praise and Irish people I, I love this so when I was reading Shaman Creeve's book um, The Irish Paradox uh, <laughs> he shares this joke uh, that uh, a Polish woman lived in Ireland for like 10 years and she thought that the Irish word for thank you is Pennies. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> Excellent. Um, Vessi, just back to the report you produced. It was obviously on an international basis. Can you tell us, I, I suppose, something really interesting that kind of stood out on, the, on that report to you from, from the research you did? Yeah, so the, the report, 2019, Diversity in the Workplace, it was published in January. Um, we kicked it off here in Dublin, great event, and um, it covered 10 companies from 10 countries, uh, one of them was Ireland. Um, you know, w- w- what stood out to me was that um, when DNI champions, be that um, full-time professionals, part-time professionals, or just people who volunteer in this space, they were really excited and moved not by the stories from the places that we kind of expect DNI to be doing well, let's say the US or I don't know, UK maybe. Um, but it's it's the places like South Africa, India, um, that we know very little about. We don't see it that much in the news or maybe in our um, feed on social media, etc. And um, there is almost this like perception that, you know, Western countries are always doing better. And it was amazing to see how South Africa, that has had like a very um, rough recent history related to race, how they're, they're approaching um, racial diversity, or um, how, um, you know, how courageous um, Indian society is these days towards LGBTQ rights. And I think that that's brilliant because then we take a step back and we're like, oh, so they're doing it, and so we need to be, we need to push ourselves harder in a, in a sense. So because there there is, it's not so impressive when let's say Ireland and UK compare each other because we find each other very similar in a sense, and it is it's, they're very comparable. Yeah. But we need to see something completely different to get refreshed and energized and inspired. And that was the goal of the, the report. Um, I didn't want, you know, a lot of my uh, friends from college, high school, whatever, to read a report that shows only Western countries. I want them to see that Eastern Europe is a great place for diversity and inclusion as well. Yeah. Um, 
this, I, I apply the same principle with the online community and on Vesi.com. It's a, again a global community and I think it's taking those stories out of what we see as like ordinary um, that um, really shake us up and get us excited and mm. we get things done. Yeah. In terms of, of Ireland, obviously we focus on financial services, fintech and, and blockchain. Um, what would your advice be to Irish financial services in particular around DNI? Outside of like the typical things that any organization in fintech, blockchain, uh, financial services should be thinking like, do we communicate what DNI means for us? Why it's important for us? Are we including everyone in the conversation? Like, you know, kind of like the foundation mm. of where a company should start. What are the pillars for our DNI work so that you know the strategy can um, follow on that? So in the in the financial services in in Ireland, like in fintech and blockchain, as you mentioned, of course we need to look at why is diversity and inclusion um, relevant specifically for that organization, for what business objectives, um, have we mm -hmm. communicated it clearly to everyone in the company, um, have we identified the pillars that our DNI strategy will follow on, even if like the strategy is not a super comprehensive strategy, but a few initiatives. We need that kind of foundation so we can um, so that everything follows that. Um, but what's what I think is missing is um, I was actually at a career fair recently um, hosted by Citibank. It was for people with disabilities, and there were leaflets on how a person should be, you know, behaving or their appearance when they go to an interview. Very very helpful advice, right? Um, I, I don't remember who had created that, that leaflet, but what was interesting was that in appearance, it was, it was saying like, don't wear bright colors or like, it was a very specific, um, description that made it very inclusive to a lot of people. If you think about it, mm -hmm. so like, you don't always have to have a white shirt, you know, and, um, let's say navy blue pants like suit whatever to sh to be uh, professional mm -hmm. so in the financial services i think what we see is like you need to look a certain way but it's actually not very it's it's not the only way to do it and i'm not i'm not saying you know uh people should come in in all uh, colors of the rainbow but there is this stigma around bright colors and let, let's be honest like a lot of people of color look amazing and very very professional when they're mm. wearing brighter colors it doesn't mean that it'll be like electric yellow from head to toe yeah um but so i think when we create such materials that are saying you know look professional and this is what professional looks like mm. it can be extremely exclusive so what, what, what's the advice then to, to Irish financial services companies is to be conscious of not being exclusive? I think it's, it's more like whenever we, we create a material or a procedure, a policy, um, an event, to try to look at it from different perspectives. Mm. Um, so let's say, is it, is it gender neutral? Would it be equally inviting to men, women, non-binary people? Or would it be um, 
so let's say it's almost like we have a separate checklist for that yeah. and then and it could be it could be something that we have put down like let's say use of pronouns check for pronouns and you go through it and you're like oh okay makes sense yeah. or it could be let's say it's a policy around um, health insurance health benefits I have worked in companies where you know I had a great um, health insurance like package and at some point everyone's spouse or yeah. partner was also allowed to be part to be on that same package mm. but that was in Bulgaria and my partner who was of the same gender as mine wouldn't be recognized so yeah. something that was actually an amazing benefit for all of the employees yeah. was becoming uh, the the opposite like it was actually putting me in a disadvantage compared to everyone else mm. so like looking at like which are the areas we want to work on in in DNI. Let's say we, we look at the specific policy, whatever through um, the gender perspective, LGBTQ plus. Remembering that you know w the needs, let's say health um, insurance needs for a trans person can be different from let's say a lesbian couple uh, or mm -hmm. a straight couple. Um, then you know looking into different groups like. Um, as with the example of w what professional appearance looks like at work, do we all need to look a certain one specific way, mm -hmm. or are there some variations and we can be careful with the language, sure. and so on? Sure. Um, firstly, in your opinion, what are the barriers to achieving full diversity and inclusion? I know that's a big question. Maybe yeah. just a, <laughs> a couple of points. So I think uh, communication would be the first one um, for a number of reasons. I think sometimes we don't know how to communicate. Um, I believe any of us has had at least one manager in their career who wasn't really good at communicating and that, that can make things very complicated, um, even in regards to operational work, not to mention how it affects uh, a culture. Naturally, not everyone is a good co communicator um, so we, we also need to be conscious of that and see how we can create an environment where people can a bit more easily communicate and learn from each other, even if not all of us are equally, um, you know, extroverted or yeah. just fluent communicators, mm. etc. Um, so I think effective communication is tough, but it's something that people can learn from yeah. each other. Mm. Another piece would be um, addressing the uncomfortable things that we're trying to avoid. Yes, it's hard. Um, there, I can't remember which book it was, but they were saying if you're not having at least one hard conversation per week, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Be that as a manager, employee, whatever. Um, and <laughs> this is a little bit in the in the context of DNI in Ireland, like here we really enjoy to have a good crack dni is change management and this is extremely complex multi-dimensional so yes it's amazing to celebrate let's say pride or um, international women's day but it's a, most of the time it's not you know just having a good time to create um to change the, like fundamental pieces of a system, a policy, etc. It can be very boring work. It's not all fun. Yeah. And and that's fine. It's it, these are probably the longer lasting pieces there. Um, another barrier would be the values. So this um, 
I think we, we addressed it earlier, the how much of a gap there is between the reputation out there and the actual um, equality or mm -hmm. equity in the, in the specific company. Okay. The bigger those are, it's, it's like, you know, in the, in the tech space, we'll be talking about the legacy. And in, in this case, it's, it's like a cultural legacy. It's, it, if you don't deal with the issues sooner or later, they, they come back at you and it only becomes more and more expensive to yeah. repair and recover from those situations. It yeah. piles up. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, the, and then uh, the third one would be the idea of conformism and lack of courage um, to speak up or to hear the uncomfortable truth. It takes both sides. Yeah. So, you know, if, if we have to pick one barrier to, to diversity and inclusion, I think it all goes back to communication. Yeah. If we don't talk about the uncomfortable truth, if we don't talk about our values, if we don't talk about what's effective communication, yeah. we're, we're stuck. Okay. Um, so you touched on it earlier on, but Fessy.com, obviously, uh, I think it's something to do with you. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> uh, what is it and how does it work? Yeah, so it's, um, you know, so the, the main piece at the moment is um, it's an online community. It's a global mm. online community for diversity and inclusion champions. It's invite only. It's a global space um, and it's cross industry. So people can come in, they share their um, experiences, different perspectives. Um, we have companies like EY, Heineken, Zalando. So um, very, very different perspectives. Sometimes it's the global DNI uh, person who joins. Um, sometimes it's a mixture of members of their diversity um, yeah. like guild or DNI committee um, sometimes it's people who volunteer within that organization it's not only the corporates it's also NGOs mm. and the third piece the third piece is um, tech solutions that address specific challenges around DNI so for example one of those is Cassiopeia and their CEO is part of the community and what they help with is like they give you like a heat map that shows you where bullying, sexual harassment, discrimination is happening in your own organization. Yeah. So we're bringing you know the people to people elements so people can learn from each other. Yeah. Actually one of the members yesterday on our internal call with members was saying um, I don't learn as much when I read I want to learn through shared experiences with other people and um, we see like every single company that have uh, spoken to in the last six months specifically around diversity fatigue is saying yes we have falling participation rates among the volunteers mm -hmm. so diversity fatigue is something that companies start to experience towards the end of their very first year yeah. okay. and the reason for that could be like um, like uh, we are investing so much emotionally and it's hard to maintain that. Yeah. Um, the, another reason is that sometimes the leadership teams introduce DNI as like, this is the theme for 2019. But guess what happens when it's January 2020 and you start to talk about DNI? The larger population of employees will be like, I thought we we're done with inclusion. Like, why do we keep mm. talking about this? Mm. So people become tired, bored, disengaged from the topic. It also affects the volunteers. It even affects the part-time and full-time DNI professionals. 
So the way we approach it is through emotional support. Um, they can share their their successes. They can they can also vent out when things are rough, and they cannot talk um, about them internally or externally publicly. We also have we have a section in the community where can when they where they can share things privately. So it's anonymous. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they, they wouldn't risk, you know, this yeah. leaking. Uh, but they can kind of like work th- through it, move on, and be able to continue their their work. And the third piece, um, so there's the educational bit, the the emotional support, and the third bit is collaborations. So when people are creating an initiative in DNI or a bigger campaign or a strategy, they can engage other parties because like. DNI is very much like climate change. You cannot just sort it out where you are yeah. and pretend the rest of the world doesn't <laughs> happen. We need to think about the ecosystem. So the, the, they also find this very helpful. Excellent. Fessy, thank you so much for your time. Um, just to finish off, if people want to learn more about you or get in contact, what should they do? Yeah, pleasure, pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. Um, so vessy.com, that's V-E-S-S-Y.com. Um, that's my website, or you can you can email me at Vessi at Vessi.com. I'm also on Twitter and Instagram, that's Vessi Tash. So yeah, give me a shout. Cool. Brilliant. Thanks, Vessi. Thank you so much, and thank you everybody for tuning in. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today on Your Pursuit of Happiness the podcast for people working in the Irish fintech and financial services industry. For show notes and other goodies, go to www.toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. That's toptierrecruitment.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and feel free to rate and review the show. We appreciate your support. See you next time.